0: Thanks for being with us. Well, this is something that people have been talking about for some time. And if you are a licensed gun owner in this province, in this country, you might have seen shortages of ammunition, at least at some of the bigger stores, whether you're going to Cabela's or other places to get that. A lot of the ammunition, specifically ammunition used for hunting, The shelves seemed to be a bit empty. Very different what's happening in Canada compared to the United States. But my next guest has written about that. Noah Schwartz is a PhD candidate in political science at Carleton University. And he researches firearms policy and the gun rights movement throughout North America. And he joins us on the line now. Noah, thanks so much for being with us.
1: Hey, thanks so much for having me on.
0: Uh, I'm glad you wrote about this and and took a look specifically at the differences between the United States and Canada, uh, not only in gun law and policy, but uh, while we're seeing perhaps an increase in purchasing in both countries, very, very different motivation and process for doing that.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think uh, what we're seeing in the United States, um, uh, what we saw, what the data shows is that we saw, sort of between 2.3 and 2.6 million gun sales in the U.S. in March. Um, And I think a lot of this is being driven sort of by fears in the U.S. um, regarding, you know, people's ability to protect themselves during the pandemic. Uh, I think what we see generally is that Americans and especially American gun owners tend to have higher distrust of state institutions uh, than in Canada. And and many Americans are sort of feeling that you really can't depend on the government at the moment uh, for protection. And I think that's driving a lot of the gun sales down there um but very very different here in canada
0: and and it's a bit frightening i suppose to think that here's this country where the idea being that it's purchasing of weapons purchasing of guns perhaps for the uh, the idea of self-defense but as you said very different in canada so what are we seeing as far as increased sales in canada
1: yeah so um Unlike the United States, we, we don't have as many statistics on the gun, gun sales spike in Canada. Uh, that's because in the States, uh, whenever you purchase a firearm, you go through a background check at the counter, um, so it's easier to track how many firearms are being purchased. Uh, in Canada, uh, gun owners uh, have, are required to have a license, and so the background checks are done kind of in the background on them. Um, they're not done at the point of purchase. Uh, if you have a license, um, you've been vetted by the RSMP, you're able to, to buy a gun. Um, so it, it's a bit harder to track the numbers there, but what we know from sort of reports from gun shops, images on social media, and, and the empty shelves you were talking about at places like Cabela's, um, that the, the sales have gone up. And, and what we can, we can guess related to that is that, um, a lot of this is happening, what people are reporting is that it's happening because of fears of a shortage of supplies, um, So uh, as your guest yesterday from the B.C. Wildlife Federation noted, a lot of people are starting to plan their hunting season and they're worried about potential disruptions in the supply chain, Uh, given that in Canada the the supply chain with regards to firearms and ammunition is very, very heavily dependent on the United States. Um, So when we see those empty shells in the U.S., people start to to feel a little bit worried about whether they'll have, uh, you know, their their gun and their ammo for for going out hunting. Um, Same thing, sport shooters are, you know, summer is... uh, is the really big season for sports shooting, um, spring and summer. So a lot of sports shooters eager to get, uh, you know, if they're going to purchase a new guns and new ammunition to get out there, um, this would be the time that they would do it. Uh, and then when they see those shortages down south, it, you know, it, it drives them to want to go and buy now.
0: Hmm. Because it is a very different mindset, isn't it? Like you said, with this idea of hunting or even sports shooting, it's not an issue of or, or a reason. It's not. It's not self defense in Canada because mainly because of our, our gun laws and 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 what's in place to, to make sure that's not what gun ownership is all about.
1: Definitely, yeah. Uh, the, the Canadian government regulates uh, firearms ownership very, very stringently in Canada. And that it not only includes, um, you know, regulating the guns themselves and licensing, uh, but also sort of the reasons uh, for why people can own firearms. So you have to, in order to own a firearm and get your license, you have to show some sort of need in Canada. And that means that you're, you know, a sports shooter, a target shooter, that you're a hunter, um, that you're a collector, uh, or that you need it for your occupation. For example, border, uh, border guards or people working, guarding armored trucks and stuff like that. Um, so you can't just uh, apply for a license and say, you know, I, I want the gun to protect myself.
0: And, and for, for people to, to get that, too, in that uh, some states have different rules and regulations. It's, it's more of a patchwork in the United States. But in Canada as well, like you said, we don't have the statistics as much, but we certainly would. The RCMP know exactly how many, say, restricted weapons are out there because of the course you have to take and what you have to go through to get that license.
1: Definitely, and that's another big difference between the sales that are happening in Canada and the United States. Um, So what what we saw in the United States is that a lot of the gun sales going on right now um, are handgun sales rather than long gun sales. Um, And it's a lot of sort of first-time buyers that are buying those in the United States. Uh, Whereas in Canada, um, it's much more difficult to acquire a handgun. You have to have the special restricted uh, PAL license. Um, which means that you, you know, in order to buy handguns, you have to maintain membership with a gun range, um, which can be quite expensive. You know, three, four, five hundred dollars a year. Um, which means that you know, most the handgun owners in Canada are, are going to be serious target shooters. Um, whereas in the United States, uh, as in, in some states, if you can pass the background check, um, you're able to buy a handgun, and and there's little restrictions uh, in that regard. Uh,
0: do you think that the, the statistics or the numbers going up in people purchasing, uh, that it might be used incorrectly uh, by people who want tougher gun laws in Canada, who maybe don't understand that there already are these measures in place?
1: I think there is a lot of, of um, confusion and maybe misunderstanding uh, that has been sort of circulating. And that was a large reason why I wanted to write that article in the conversation, Uh was to clarify that, you know, if somebody is legally purchasing a gun in Canada, it means they've been vetted by the RCMP, and the RCMP could find no reason why, in the interest of public safety, they shouldn't be able to possess a firearm. Um, So really, I think um, a lot of Canadians are concerned because they're seeing what's happening south of the border, and then they hear about something similar happening in Canada. And I think it's important in these times where everybody's, you know, very worried uh, to set the public's mind at ease a little bit on this issue and say, you know, Canadians really have no public safety reason to be concerned about this spike in in firearms and ammunition sale in Canada.
0: Right, because very different from what you mentioned, the first-time buyers in the States who might be worried about looting or worried about protection. In Canada, if there is this increase in sales, the sales are being made by, the purchases are being made by people, like you said, who are already vetted. They didn't run out and get a license. They already had that license.
1: Exactly. The process takes usually between sort of three and six months um, and it involves uh, signing up for you know you're taking your your uh, firearm safety course or your restricted firearm safety course. You have to pass a written examination and as well as a practical examination. Um, and there's a number of waiting periods involved in all of those steps. Uh, so the people who are buying guns today uh, during during the sales spike are people that you know at the very least applied for their license three four months ago at the very earliest. So uh, yeah, so it's it's definitely people who are already most likely already planning to buy firearms anyway.
0: All right. Uh, Interesting piece and uh, very good information. We'll leave it there. Noah, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me on.